Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You mean there was a version where there was no high ground? There, there was a version that the whole volcano thing where they land on that droid wasn't there. Originally, they swang and landed. They swung off that great big yep. rope and they just landed on the side of the volcano or on the lava right next to each other. And straight away, Anakin just grabbed him by the, he disarmed him, grabbed him by the throat. Hey everyone, we are here with Nick Gillard, the man who has been behind the prequel trilogy since the very beginning. He has come up with all of the fights, he has worked very closely with all of the actors and George, and he has done a lot of stuff outside of Star Wars as well. I am very, very honored to be able to speak with him. So hi Nick, how are you? Hi Nick, nice to meet you. We're going to pretend like we weren't just talking for 20 minutes. So I would love to know how you started in the industry, I've, I've obviously seen different interviews with you, but if you could tell my listeners how you got started into stunts, I know you were in the circus in the beginning and then moved into Star Wars and your involvement with that, and then we can get into details about different things. Uh, I started, uh, is, is my computer jumping around, so I'm on a really loose table. No, that's all right. Um, Special effects. Yeah, I started uh, here in Brighton, where I live, and uh, when I was a kid, my my dad's in the Navy. He was in the Navy. And that was the way I was going. So when I was very young, I was sent, I was dropped off at a military school. In, in those days, they didn't explain anything, just to get in the car and we get to this place. And that's where I was going to be. My parents then went away to New Zealand for nine months on my, my dad's ship. And... Um, I I was there one day, you know, the next day I bunked a train back to Brighton. There was no way I was going to stay there. It was before the internet, before even, I don't think we even had a home telephone. So nine months was going to pass before I spoke to them again. But there was a circus in in Brighton where I lived. And I just strolled in there to see if I could get a job. And there was a guy there that had three daughters and really all he wanted was a, was a son. And he took me on. It sounds really odd, but in those days, those sort of things happened. Yeah. And uh, I worked the whole season there, trick riding, horses. I could ride horses, but he taught me to trick ride. And then uh, when my folks got back, they were cool with it. So I just stayed with him. He then brought me up till I was 18. And at 18, I applied for the British Stunt Register. Over here, you have to qualify and you have to be like an instructor in six sports just mm-hmm. to get on the Stunt Register. It's really about dedication more than needing those requirements. 
um, yeah, and that was it. So I've never done anything else. And then you got into Star Wars and you started to work on episode one and episode two and episode three. So take me right through that and then we can get into the nitty gritties of all the fights and fun Well, stuff. one, two, three, I've been working for Lucasfilm for a while up yeah. till then. You know, we'd done, I think we'd done Indiana Joneses and the young Indiana Joneses. A load of films that Lucasfilm do you don't even know about. Labyrinth is Lucasfilm, you know, a lot of the Jim Henson stuff. Yeah. So I had a kind of connection with them. Um, yeah, then I just got one day Rick McCallum, you know, the producer yep. called. And um, I was having a laugh because I'd, I'd heard they were doing Star Wars. And I said, Are you, you're calling me for Star Wars, aren't you? And he said, yeah. And uh, that was it. So I went in. We had to put a fight together. We had to find a Darth Maul. They, first of all, they wanted me to play Darth Maul. The brief was he should look like a heroin addict. Yeah. And they said, you look perfect. Yeah. Um, I said I'd be too busy, so we found Ray. Ray had worked with a friend of mine on another movie. And um, at that time, I was really looking for a gymnast more than a sword fighter, but Ray could do both. And he came in. We put together the Obi-Wan um, Darth Maul fight, or a version of it, a much bigger version than the one you saw with wires and stuff. Um, and showed it to George, or to Jet, George's son. And um, that was that. You know, they bought it, and the rest is history, really. So I saw a lot of the concept art of Darth Maul. I don't know if you ever saw the original one, but he looked like a crackhead. I had this beautiful <laughs> Doug Chang drawing of him on a speeder in yeah. blue. Yeah, that yeah. was an amazing thing. So when it came to filming a lot of the fight scenes, you said there was a ton that was deleted. What were some of the ones that you wish were included? What are some of the things that you wish George didn't delete? Why did he, he delete them? I guess for pacing or whatever. But when we, when we were talking off uh, off screen for a minute, you were talking about a lot of the cool fight scenes that were there. And it's blows yeah. my mind that he wouldn't. Well, I mean, like it happens on every movie. It's just because people are so interested in Star Wars that you, each department will make a load of stuff. You know, you get yeah. your scripts and you read your script and you have your ideas yeah. and you have to have it all there ready to go on the day, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, so there's always more stuff that you do. There's also changes that happen during rewrites or, for whatever reason and then there's also the edit you know it's a long time cutting so things can change in there but there was originally general grievous had only two arms and his fight with obi was quite a private affair there wasn't anybody else around and they had a massive fight a real massive fight with a just he was had a staff. It was kind of like a Darth Maul fight, but on another level. And um, Obi's basically trying to get his organic parts out of his chest all the way through it. Yeah, and that that was a lovely fight that we have never we haven't got to see. I have that fight, all of it in, but just with the stump boys doing it. There was also uh, Yoda when Obi and Anakin fight um dooku and yoda comes in in that fight originally yoda wasn't in it from episode two from episode two yeah so 
Yoda's place was taken up with a, a much bigger fight with Anakin, where Anakin turns a little bit more. You see him get... I liked it because of that. You saw him with burnt Dooku in the eyebrow, right through his eyebrow. Um, you And you also... Obi's unconscious at this point, but you see Anakin take on a different vibe. Wait, so this, I thought you were talking about episode three when that happens. This this was supposed to happen in episode two? I don't, do you know, as I was saying to you earlier, I've only seen, I only see him I mean, once. Thought, yeah, yeah. You, know, you yeah. see him at the premiere and then you don't see him again. Not because right. you're not a fan, but just because it's a different deal when you're making him. You're remembering the time, you know. Yes. Um uh, so I don't even know what episode it was. It's the one where they they fight him up the stairs and he zooms Obi. So in. three, okay, yeah, three, three, yeah. 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 All right, so right. In that one, there you see in the evolution of when Anakin takes Dooku on, I think yeah. he ends up cutting his head off. But that fight yeah. there, we changed the way he fought, um, so less flashy and more just pacing him, you know, like a tiger and hunting him down. Yeah, because, I mean, what we see in the movie is just kind of, basically, Obi-Wan gets pushed to the side, Anakin gets a little angry, kicks him down the the balcony, and then they lock sabers, and Dooku says, you have hate, you have anger, but you don't use them, and then Anakin, of course, you know, we see a little bit of the dark side, but it's just like a quick two, three seconds, really? his hands come off, and that's it. I've got to watch, I've got to watch it again. I mean the the version I've got. I'll I'll pop it together the whole thing and send it to you. But oh um, it's hot. Speed. You know, and it's also. We did it, Kyle Rowling, my boy, who's doubling Dooku, um, yeah. who's a great actor as well, you know, and he, I said to him, play it like you've suddenly realised this is going wrong and this guy's going to get you, yeah. you know, because up to that point, Dooku thinks something else is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, you know, it was to me it was really important that you saw that. There was a, there was a few things that we wanted him where you would see Anakin start to turn and think, fuck, you know, yeah. he's going. Yeah. Um, there was another thing we had where you remember in the original one where um, Luke is battling with that little thing that zips around in the air. Yeah. 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 That yeah. Practice thing. We, we had one where Anakin was practicing with that and it just keeps zapping him in the arms and he just, Utterly fucking destroyed. No. Yeah, yeah. But George wouldn't have it. The other thing, the thing we fought for most of all was the high ground thing. We we hated the high ground thing. It's like the biggest meme now. Everyone. Keeps yeah, you know. It. Yeah, I know. You know. I mean, it has its place now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was about. It really was about Hayden. Hayden and I used to walk to this restaurant at night in Bondi. Yeah. And and there was a big grass slope, and that, that was the quickest way. But he fell over it. He fell the first time we went. He upended himself and slid all down the bank, and said, "I'm never going that way again." And it's, and in my head, I thought, "Oh, he's you know, and Vader is bad on a slope. It gives yeah. you just something to work with." Um, but that's sort of how that happened. But we had a different version of that where that didn't happen, and. Um, 
Obi cut his arms and his legs off a different way. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You mean there was a version where there was no high ground? There, there was a version that the whole volcano thing where they land on that droid wasn't there. Originally, they swang and landed. They swung off that great big yep. rope and they just landed on the side of the volcano or on the lava right next to each other. And straight away, Anakin just grabbed him by the, he disarmed him, grabbed him by the throat. You know, he's got him and Obi's sabers down on the ground. And Anakin says, I'm sorry, it has to be this way, my master. And actually lets, lets it go. Obi hunches to get away from it, sucks his saber up. As he pulls his saber up, he cuts through Anakin's arms almost by mistake and then chops through his legs almost by mistake. And the whole body fell off of his legs. And he, it, you know, it was more of a defense gone wrong kind of move. It was strong. Even the boys, uh, Ewan and Hayden, went to George and said, George, this. And he was, he was having none of it. But it's George Lucas, you know, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. his like, we wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for George. So I think it's foolish second-guessing him. It, it, yeah, it's foolish, but you just blew my mind. I didn't ever think anything like that existed. That would have been, in, I think that would have been cooler, but... It was strong. Whatever George wants, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, he, his, it's his vision. Yeah. Um, you don't have that recorded, do you? I don't think I do, but it's an easy, it's an easy setup. You know, I can <laughs> 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 <can> do it. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I saw some of the clips that you've been posting online, a lot of deleted scenes that you've been posting on your YouTube channel. And I noticed that they're really cool, really different things we haven't ever seen before. Uh, things I would love to keep seeing, and a lot of fans have I see in the comments are really interested in it. But you have stopped, and there's a reason for that. Um, I I have at the moment only because there's this kid Star Wars analyst that keeps immediately. I post them. He copies them, removes all the branding, says that they're his and they're deleted footage, and he's unearthed them from somewhere. Is he puts terrible effects on them? His commentary is wrong. Um, you know, I understand that's going to happen, but I the reason I posted them was so that the fans could see them. And the reason I put my logo on there, I don't want subscribers, I don't want to make money out of it, is so that the fans can see that and then find that channel and see them for free. And I asked this kid to stop doing it. And, I mean, he, on my private number, he sent me, like, really rude messages. Yeah. Um, which is just so disrespectful. Um, as I said, it's not. This isn't about me. It's about the fans seeing these things, and it's about them not paying for it and somebody not making a buck out of it. And you know, I might be foolish to think I can post things and people, you know, aren't going to do that. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the way the internet works is you post something, and of course, people are going to 
reaction do reaction suit, which is like, wow, I've done those and so many other people, but to take something, remove the logo and say it's, you know, been unearthed and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's important, especially you being you, which has given us everything from the prequel trilogy uh, with the fight scenes and everything, that it's important that you give the respect and the credit. And And if you're talking to the guy and asking him not to do this or that, or at least to show a little credit of where they can find the original which is That's your it. channel the guy should be respectful and he shouldn't be saying such horrendous rude things which i'm going to show on the screen now for everyone but at the end of the day you know that you can't change everyone and um you know, that's why there are the Sith, there are the Jedi, you know, and, and, and that's it. It's in how you deal with it. Yeah. Right. Hum right. There's different yeah. ways of dealing with things and, and, you know, uh, we wish them the best, but at the end of the day, you know, it's best to be respectful to, um, the ones who have created all of this for us. Hopefully you do post more and I would love to see more going forwards. A couple questions. So you remember the fight, uh, in Genosis on Genosis with, Dooku, Anakin, when Aiden was much younger, and um, Obi-Wan. There was a promo picture of Dooku with two lightsabers like this. It was his lightsaber and a blue one. I guess one of the ones the Jedi threw them. What's the deal with that? It started, it's funny you should say it, because I was thinking about it after I spoke to you. That would have been... Is that two, isn't it? Episode two. Yeah. Yeah. That fight started, as I said, Yoda wasn't in it. It right. was, uh, it may originally have been just Hayden. I don't know. But anyway, there was a section where they both had two lightsabers. Okay. And we did a very complicated fight in Kendo, actually, okay. with um, where they both had two lightsabers. That didn't last long. It must have changed quite quickly. I can remember spending a week doing it with Kyle. Me and Kyle did it, and then me and Hayden did it. Um, it must have gone away. Yeah. Right. Because that thing changed twice. It, 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 it was that. He was on his own against Duca, so it might be after Obi gets binged. I don't know. I don't know where they get the other lightsaber for, but they both had two for sure. Well, because it was Duca might have pulled out. I don't know. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, Anakin was fighting him, and he says, "I am a slow learner." And then Obi Wan says, "Anakin throws him his lightsaber," and so Anakin's got two, and Duca's got the one. And then, of course, Duca takes out one of them, and it's just yeah. He, he they, both had, they both had two. Uh, they both had two because I can remember where we rehearsed it. There wasn't enough room. That's what no, I cool. But anyway, yeah. So that was that was a thing that went away early. Yeah. Um, which was a bit annoying because it was lovely with two. Yeah. You know, because you're you know you're bang bang bang. It's almost like boxing. Right. Um, yeah. That that vanished. I don't have any footage of it either. The only time I think we saw two is when. In episode one, when Obi Wan cut Mauls in half, no, oh no, I, I guess he destroyed one of them. Oh, that would have been cool to see too. Well, when he cut Mauls in half through the handle, yeah, um, yeah we sparked that thing because there was a big conversation with George. Of, I always thought the lightsabers lit up through you, you yeah. know, through your power. Right. But apparently, they don't. You just turn them on. 
Yeah. And so once George said that, I said, well, let's get rid of that great big long lightsaber and get get, get it in two halves. There was a ton of intensity in that scene when Qui-Gon died. Um, do you remember? The, the, the fane. Can you yeah. See? Lots of people don't know that's a fane, that bang, you know, so he puts it up to his head, which draws him up and then just turns and... Choo. Yeah, yeah. And then they played on that in Star Wars Rebels, which was interesting. They? Yeah, okay. they did with Obi-Wan fighting Maul, and that's how he kills him. Ah, uh, with a fame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could I'll, I'll send you the link, the link to that scene. Um, I want to know about Yoda. How the heck did you oh, make okay, that yeah. happen? Again, that happened on the day. The day, so we were, we get there to shoot it as it was with yeah. um, a much bigger fight with uh, Obi and An Anakin. And George said he wanted Yoda in it. He, you know, on on that day he said, "Yeah." However, it starts, but the doors are going, blast doors are going to open, and there's Yoda. So, so we, there's not much you can do. You know, he, Industrial Light and Magic were there, John Noel and um, Rob Coleman. So they had a track of where Yoda was going to be. We were in that set. There was a, I think Dooku's spaceship was in there. There was a, there was a few areas yeah. set in there. And uh, we just said to them, tell us where he is. There was a little mannequin of him. So they worked out their track of where he was going to jump to. That was the most important thing. So you could do a fight with nothing there. Yeah. You know, yeah. We just do it so that they're going to match into Kyle. Kyle did it. And um, and then they're going to call. So they commentated, not very well. I think I might have done it too. They jumped over your head, you know, and he, he's landing on the wing of that spaceship. So then he's got to move to there, do another little bit of a okay. fight. So all he did was just a dance with a lightsaber. Unrepeatable. It was different every single time. He did about three takes. Yeah. And then ILM put match Yoda into his moves. So he made specific moves, but, you know, I said to him on the second take, is that the same as the first one? He went, no. Oh, that's <laughs> you know? cool. I thought, I always thought you were sitting there in the chair with ILM and telling them how to make a move and fight. No, they, by that stage, they, you know, we'd sort of taught them that they all, when you're doing it, they all want to learn how to do it. So they pretty much knew how to do it anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not that hard. It's the same as you wouldn't. There's a shot in there with Christopher Lee fighting, and his that's he that's just him stood like that, right, mm -hmm. against a blue screen doing that, and they put his arms and lightsaber in. Dooku's arms. They put Dooku's arms and the lightsaber. So all we shot was Chris doing that. You're kidding. Different moves. I'm telling you. What, what happened was he um it's actually a funny story. When when he when he arrived, Chris on the second one, he came to re to rehearsals and he slid a letter across the table to me from his doctor saying uh this man must not lift his arms higher than his elbows. <laughs> right? Because okay. Because of his blood, he was on some blood thinning stuff. Okay. And I took the um, letter to Rick McCallum, the producer, and he wouldn't even touch it. He like peered at it on his table 
and then said, well, honey, you didn't send it to me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sent it to you. <laughs> yeah. so, so then, you know, we didn't really know what to do. You know, George said, let's have a look at the fight, see how complicated it is, you know, and see if we can adjust it. We went onto the stage and the boys did it. Yeah. And um, Rob, uh, John Noel was there and mm. Rob. And George said, well, you're going to have to scrap it, you know, and come up with some something else. It was such a lovely thing. And um, John Noel and Rob had a conversation amongst themselves and then said, hey, you know, we think we can take that on. So we can do all of his – we on his close-ups, yeah. Yeah. we can put his arms in and his lightsaber in. I know it was – when they said it, I was like, really? How's that going to look legit? Yeah, but it – it does look legit. I mean, when I saw it, I was like, Jesus. I just finished episode two a few hours ago. I just watched yeah. it again. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't even have noticed. And then all the yeah. clones were were CG too. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Battle of the Heroes. Anakin, Obi-Wan on Mustafar. That oh, was supposed I to be... about that too, yeah. Yeah. That was supposed to be a 12-minute straight fight that you yeah. said. What was it like coming up with the sequences for that? Can you take me through it? The whole 12 minutes. Well, what was it like coming up with the whole sequence for that fight? I mean, that was, it's still, it, it's, yeah. it's, that is one of the most famous fights, sword fights in movie history that people talk about, that fans talk it's, about. It, 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 it's a weird thing if you've done it, you know, of course. For me, they, there was a John Wayne film called, I think it was called The Quiet Man, mm-hmm. something like that, that prior to that had the longest fights, a fist fight, great fight. Um, and it wasn't for us. It wasn't about beating and anything. It just was that long. You know, yeah, when you no. got the script, it was just that long. Um, and the problem with it was keeping if, – if it was that long and it was dialogue, of course, there would – you know, there's a build up through the dialogue because you're, the movie's coming to an end. You know, you've got mm. to keep that pace going right. um, and, and keep the pace right. You can't go off – too too quick you know right. uh yeah all we did was we had a massive rehearsal space really massive mm-hmm. and we got the uh plans from the art department because the, the first time you see the set is when you go on it you know you don't get to rehearse on it um and we marked out each set on our on our rehearsal space yeah so that we knew where doors were you know, because they were turning into okay, doors. Right, yeah. We would also have to invent three moves in case we were short of a door, you know, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. or too long, we were, you'd, you'd have to be able to right. take it out. But then, so then once we got the, like the geography of it, of, of, of where they were going and where they were going to end up and how it was going to all end up, then it was just a matter of working that pace. It's not so much the pace of the sword fight, more the pace of the movie. And, it, you find with that sort of stuff, it comes with the beat when they're when they're hitting their lightsabers. You you can hear it when it's right. You know, mm-hmm. you, you get this rhythm happens, and once once you once that rhythm when you hear it every day for weeks, you know, yeah. Once that you can hear when that rhythm's right. It sounds odd, but it's because well, you, you were using the metal ones too back then, but now yeah, they yeah. use the plastic, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we used der- derillium aviation grade in the end, and bamboo. Funnily enough, bamboo oh, cool. was. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was about that rhythm, and 
they could also do that fight all the way through in that rehearsal room. So that's what they would do. They would just run the whole thing, you know, time after time. And they're both great actors as well. So they understood that the energy that they needed, you know, as they went through it and it just worked out fine. No, it was amazing. It was the best fight scene I've ever seen. Thank you. Well, I disagree. I would say the best fight I've ever seen is old boy, the new, the remake of old boy. Never seen it. You never seen the movie old boy. No, it's a good movie. It's just Chinese movie. Um, but then they did a remake of it with Josh Brogan, I think, did it. And a, a friend of mine, a guy called David, I can't remember his second name, is from L.A. He's a fantastic stunt coordinator, doesn't get the credit he should deserve. Fantastic guy. And he did a fight. It's one take, and it's about eight guys versus Josh. Oh, wow. And, and he's got a hammer. And they've got all kinds of stuff. And he... It's a it's a long fight too, and it goes like down on the levels. Oh, you need to check it out. It's a, it's a, I love that fight. Old boy and in the remake. Yeah, old boy is a great fight, but the uh, person, everyone else, would be shouting at their computer now, going, "No, old boy is the one." I think the remake's better. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I'll check the it fight, out. Tomorrow. I think it's called Josh. Is, is there an actor called Josh Brogan? I'm terrible with Josh Brolin. That. That guy. That guy? He is, and it's him doing it, and he yeah. is fantastic, yeah. The guy who plays Thanos in, in the Marvel movies. You know what I'm like. Yeah, I know, I, I, I know. Okay, all right. Well, that's it. That's all That's all I wanted to ask. That's okay. it. Oh, yeah. I know what I wanted to tell you. We talked about Obi and Anakin lose, switching lightsabers. Mm-hmm. And I said it happened in the, in, 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 in the ante room where the, it's the same room where Anakin kills the Nemoidians when he's on the table. And yeah. he's killed. In that, that fight, they go into there in the fight. They go in that room. Yeah. Both of them. And they have a fight on that table, a yeah. lightsaber fight. And right. that's how the lightsabers switch. Oh, it's there. And then you, yeah, right. You said they flipped and then they switched them. They flip over each other. And Anakin, Obi, or I think it's Anakin, Obi grabs his sword as he's going through the air. Yeah. And then everything was cut out of sequence. So that's why it looks funny. It was cut out of sequence then. Yeah. Because you lost that bit. They then went back into the main room. And of course, he couldn't get the sequence back. Oh, I see. Which, which fight is the most one that you're, you're the most proud of? That you've done in I like um I like um Obi Maul. Yeah. Phantom Menace. I have another version of that that's better that I like more. Um and I like it? if I can find it, that's the the Phantom Menace one are in tapes still. You know, I've got yeah. to convert them all. And as I say, I've just moved in this place, so I don't even know where they are. Right. Um, I like that. And I liked, I particularly like the desert fight with Qui Gon and Darth Maul. Oh, even that... though it wasn't much. So short, but it was so cool. It, it was powerful because that's the first time you saw him. And it was longer than that. Yeah, I bet. There's yeah. A, there's a, it, there were, you know, they come in with that Nubian spaceship and pick up Qui Gon. I think he jumps onto the ramp. Well, originally, originally, Maul 
got on the ramp too. So Oh what? Quai got yeah, Quai gone made it onto the ramp feet first, right? Maul dived as the ship was going, gets it with his fingers, swings and no. oh, Yeah, oh yeah. Oh no, it's better. And then they have another fight on the ramp as the ship's going, and Qui Gon kicks him off of the ship and he lands in the desert. And all of that was good. We shot all that in the studio, but yeah. in Tunisia we shot this great shot of we built a goalpost about 12 feet high. Yeah, yeah. You know, a big structure. And we had the camera underneath in this fantastic desert sequence. And we're, we're going to have more drop into frame, like bang onto the yeah. desert. That ship go, Oh, dude. Into space. And he just lands like that, like looking, watching the ship go. It was strong stuff. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. That would have been sick. Yeah. I shot all that too. Well, if you ever find it, post it yeah, yeah, yeah. someday. There's a common misconception on the internet that there are bloopers in episode three, that Palpatine holding Anakin's lightsaber is just a mistake, that Obi-Wan holding Anakin's lightsaber on the fight in the fight on Mustafar is a blooper mistake. But there's actually more to it because there are scenes that have been cut out, which you choreographed. So let's talk about first... The Palpatine one and, and, and the Obi-Wan Anakin one. Well, the, the Palpatine one, I need to go back and look. And it's interesting because the close-ups on uh, Hayden and Sam, when Duke has been knocked down into the curve of that window. Palpatine. Uh, not uh, Duke, Palpatine yeah. has been knocked down in there by Mace. Mace has got his sword open. Yeah. Ian wasn't there on that day. So I played his part. Oh. <laughs> Which is so funny. was you on, on camera? Oh, I, I, I wasn't on camera. I was a rake. So I was in the window. But George asked yeah. me to sit in there and do the lines. Okay. So unless I had the wrong <laughs> lightsaber, I don't know. I don't, no, you know, there's, there's this. So there's a bunch of scenes where he's actually fighting Mace and he's holding Anakin's lightsaber. Really? Yeah. And there's these... Like from in this book, there are these images of Anakin in the doorway and he's following them. And I read that originally the idea was that Anakin was in the room when Mace Windu came there with the Jedi. And Palpatine said, Anakin, I don't have a lightsaber. Please give me your weapon. And Anakin's supposed to throw it to him. No, I can't remember. I'm going to have to look now. I can't remember, but. What I remember was he he strolled in afterwards. He did, but apparently he was supposed to be there, and then then they cut a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know. That's what this this book was saying. It, not, yeah, I, I, that was a tough old day. I could have missed yeah. a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other one, I know what happened with why they why he has obies. Yeah. And I, it, it is in a post. You remember that thing that got out? There was. There was a fight I cut together of that whole fight, and it it got out through some German website. You can see it there. There's a scene in it's in um, where they kill the separatists, where he goes in and kills. I don't know if I've got to watch it again. Might not even be in there. There's anyway. He goes in to kill uh, Nemoidians. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's another room. So there's one room and then there's an ante room and he goes in there and he has a fight uh, with Obi on the table. 
Actually, no, it's before. I've got to look. Anyway, there's a fight on the table. Yeah. Uh, he throws a television at him. Uh, he runs. There's a somersault over each other. Yeah. And there's an exchange of lightsabers. So they both end up with each other's lightsaber in that section. But I've got that. I can send you that, how, how that happens. That's so cool. Yeah. But it's, a whole, it's a whole room that got cut out of that fight. It's right after the bit everybody hates where they're twirling at each other. Yeah, I don't know why people hate that. I think it's actually, they're just looking for an open. Yeah, it's actually the description of that whole fight right there in that, you know, they can't get. But anyway, it's it's around there somewhere. And they end up in this room and have a big fight on the table and end up with each other's lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of extra stuff. Is there anything that... Well, actually, let me ask you, how was working with, uh, um, oh, why am I forgetting his name now? How can you do this? Sir Christopher Lee. Sir Christopher Lee. <laughs> was, was that him or you just went with that's my who, No, that's who I was going to say, Count Dooku. I'm like, why am I, I always remember his name. Sorry. We call him, we call him Chris Lee. Yeah. Uh, do you know what, what a wonderful man he is, was. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic working with him, uh. And I had a lot of fun with him. We used to play a game every time we went through the stage door of who yeah. went first. Yeah. <laughs> and his, did he choose his hilt to be curved like that? No, that lightsaber was the most difficult lightsaber to make out of all of them because of that curve. And it's turned on a lathe. So he, he's got that, he had that thing on a lathe with half of it spinning round at a million miles an hour. It was deadly dangerous i spent so many hours as a kid watching the behind the scenes stuff and i always remember i would always get super excited with the, the episode one featurette when you would bring out all the sabers for you and to choose and you created all of the different fighting forms too right the one that i'm for most interested in is is mace windu's seventh form and he created a variant called the pod and i want to learn more about that like how did how did that come to be like it, it's it well a lot of the seven fifths, whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah. is. I mean, it's something now. It it wasn't then. Right. You, know, it's, yeah. you have tools to help you. You know, make these things. And it's very easy to just read a script and write a fight. You know, it's just a fight. Then you you have to find things in there that are going to help you that are going to make it a character you know i mean you can go off the actor and you can go off the character yeah but as i said like the hayden not being good on the slope i forgot to tell you you know i saw him last week in los angeles so we went for a walk and he fell over on the slope again <laughs> again <laughs> right in front of me it's pretty ironic that I you can't I said, oh, what are you saying you're rubbish yeah. so something like that will give you something to write you know general grievous had a cough <laughs> yeah fantastic little character yeah. i love stuff like that um and so that's what you're looking for on the seventh form of that that's something that came came later the tier system was something me and george just just used to use to work out where somebody was whether I'm they were so fascinated with that what do you mean the power level system you know, I get an e- I'll probably get two like, emails a week from fans saying about the power level. Yeah. <laughs> Fisto was a seven, and 
Da, da, da. It wasn't. It was more like I'd go, well, how can Palpatine just cream Kit, Kit Fisto? You know, and he'll go, well, Fisto's a seven and Palpatine's a nine. It, that, it was just that. That's how you did it. You know, younglings are one. And, you know, you, you, it, it's just a way of understanding. It, it becomes something much bigger later. Speaking of younglings, um, I don't know if you remember, because I know you saw, saw the movie once, but of course, if anyone doesn't know, you played Jedi Master Sindrelig, and he was the sword master of the... There's a whole backstory on him. I don't know how much you know about your character, but... He's more famous than I am. Yeah. Uh, so there was this hologram that Obi-Wan looks into when he goes back to the Jedi Temple after Order 66, and he's looking into it, and it's Anakin, it's Hayden fighting you. And he's choking out one girl, I think, at the same time, and he just bested some other guy. Was that ever actually filmed in full? Because I know there was a whole scene of him in the Jedi Temple that we never got to see. I would have loved to have seen that. I think that would have been sick. It's violent. Yeah. It's vi it, we did By that stage, we were trying to work out how we could do fights that they couldn't cut. <laughs> oh, like the studio <laughs> cut because it's too dark? Yeah, it, and he. So when we did it, we wanted it to be really violent because it's him. You know, it's Order sixty six. Yeah, and and so yeah, he does. I think I parry the first blow straight into the kid's throat. You know, which is awful. It goes straight in his throat. He grabs the other girl and chokes her. He, I think he ends up cutting her as well. But when we shot it, yeah, we shot it full figure. And um, George went, oh, dear, that's really violent. <laughs> and then when, when I saw it at the movie, he, it was shrunk down. Yeah, it was like, you know, we didn't even get to see him in his most powerful, darkest state against some of the Jedi Masters, which would have been cool to see. I can understand why it would be far too dark. I'm happy that they cut out the youngling scene. I mean, that would have been a little messed up. That would have been, yeah. I wanted to do that. <laughs> you, you wanted to do it? Yeah. What well, I wanted to do it because when we filmed it, um, you film with twins, identical twins, because then you can, because you can only film for a few hours with kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so you feel, you get identical twins and you have one in the morning and one in the afternoon. That's right. Um, the kid who says, Master Annie, there are too many of them. He's a twin, I believe. Yeah, Sorry, all of Van them. Yeah. All, all of them were identical. Oh, cool. But, um, one of them took to biting me in the back. Um, it was a raised stage and George wouldn't go up there, so I had to wrangle all those kids. And there was one little girl, and every opportunity, she just locked her teeth into my back, and I couldn't get her off. Her mum had to get her off every time. And, um, yeah, so I was quite happy to... Uh, take out all those kids everything up to me <laughs> so you would have gone on set give me that lightsaber again. you know now uh, on the internet that thing is called the youngling slayer 9000 really yeah that's what people talk about that's that's the meme in that photo that i sent you i got to meet ian mcdermott for like two seconds and then when i uh when i got to get an autograph from him i asked him in the fight scene where he fought mace i said did you did palpatine throw the fight on purpose because in the book it says something different, but on screen, you know, it's it's 
seems like he's kind of waiting for Anakin to show up and he's doing it on purpose and he's, you know, lost to Mace Windu, this whole thing. But then I've seen interviews with George where he says Mace is powerful enough to beat the Emperor. What? No, no, what do you make of this? no chance, no chance against Palpatine. Okay. No chance at all. He's, you know. Okay. So this was all just a brilliant plan. As far as I was concerned, you know, I don't know if he, I don't know if George himself said this or someone. There's there's this whole thing about the seventh form about Vapod about how they can use Mace Windu uses the dark side of the opponent to back onto himself and then to flush back to the opponent and it, it's it's a bit confusing. But I never was able to accept that he beat Mace Windu. It was just uh, that he beat Palpatine. Uh, no, I it wasn't on on my. Anything watch. I thought, no, I, you know, it, it was just Palpatine utterly in control of everything as usual. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, Mace is potentially beyond a lot of others. And, and I think because of the dark side, it's the same with Anakin in my head. You've got to learn that stuff. You know, you've got to go through those stages. And uh, if you don't, then it's like I used to say, it was like a junkie, you know, that's taken a drug and yeah. reached enlightenment via the drug rather than standing on his head for 10 years and, you know, getting enlightenment. Um, and I think Mace, when you look at Mace and the, Sam, you know, mm -hmm. just the guy, because you have to go with two, the character and the actor, there's a, there's a darkness there anyway. You know, there's something that's happened with Mace that's turned his lightsaber a bit purple. And so, um, yeah, he's certainly more deadly than most of them. Yeah. I'd have him just under Anakin and Yoda, but Palpatine is a whole nother level. Oh, wow. You'd have him under Me, Anakin. Palpatine's a whole nother level, you know. Was there ever a level 10? Uh, well, it's funny you should say it because um, when George first said it to me, he only got to nine, and it, that's exactly. I thought, I wonder, you know, if for him, the chosen one, the real, you know, when you get it really right, what Anakin should have been was a ten. Right? <laughs> maybe, know, maybe you're a perfect ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would have been Anakin. You should tell Hayden yeah. that. Um, I like the way you work it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently, in in lore. Vader only got to 80% of the Emperor, where he was supposed to be 200%. Oh, okay. And that's why he never tried to challenge him, because it was just game over at the end. Yeah. There was um some images in this. You know when Vader comes off the thing and he says, No! At the very end, when, when he's in the suit. Apparently there was... Um, did George ever talk about this? There was supposed to be like some massive force whirlwind where Palpatine was dodging things, and things were moving around all over the place. And he was just crushing everything, and everything was on fire. That does ring a bell, actually. Oh, cool. <laughs> I was about to say no, but that does ring a bell. Yeah, there's like some concept. A long time ago. <laughs> I know. I am asking you questions that are like, you know, like I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, there's also one where Anakin and Obi Wan on Mustafar were supposed to fight this massive uh, monster. And it was like the last moment that they were supposed to team up together to defeat this thing midst fight. Uh, nah. No, no, a hundred percent. No. Cause the concept art was in here. That was, it was pretty cool. 
I've seen online concept art that I promise you it comes over your desk and goes straight in the bin. Straight into books like this so they can... You know, know, straight into books like that. Or you'll get... This was old, you know, this is decades ago. So you you might get an animatic, you know, from Industrial Light and Magic or from Lucasfilm cartoon department of the fight. I mean, it it was junk, you know. We just binned it. Yeah, no, I've seen those animatics where they're throwing lava at each other. And all. Oh, junk. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's never going to happen. No. And, and, and often you get those things after you've already shot it, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and you turned down a lot of other movie opportunities like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings for Star Wars. Well, I actually, <laughs> it wasn't for Star Wars. I turned down... Um, what did I turn? I turned down Lord of the Rings because yeah. of Star Wars. And and also, I was an idiot because I love Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I loved the books when I was a kid. And when I met Peter Jackson to talk about it, it was very early on. There was just him and his wife and a producer. Yeah. And I was at that, <laughs> it's an awful thing to say, but, you know, I felt like I knew more about it than they did in this meeting. Really? Yeah, you know, well, they had concept art, and I knew, of course, I knew every character in there. I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, that's Godbrag, the Goblin, you know. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking, these oh, people, geez. you know, these people yeah. don't know they're going to ruin this, so I didn't do it. It's uh, yeah, it's like it's like what they've done with um, with Star Wars going forwards now with Disney with everything with to do with uh, the sequel. Star Wars, yeah, I mean, Star Wars has changed completely when it was lucasfilm it was an indie film you know you're, yeah. you're you're working for an indie company and that's very different and the the man that pays for it all is there on the set with you yeah you know, it's a very now it's with disney it's a different deal disney has got to um make as much money as they can out of it and so that you know they have to appeal to like the lowest common denominator i suppose i don't know yeah it's corporate now Feels much more different. Did George ever talk about a sequel trilogy with you? Um, no, he only told me that originally there were nine. He had nine. Yeah. Maybe there's a lot of nines. There's not ten. No, there's no ten. There's only nines. Do you know yeah. a guy named Paul Duncan? He's an I author. He, he, he wrote the the James Bond book, which has like a ton of the different, it's not like an encyclopedia. I have the book downstairs, but it's an archive. I may have spoken to him. He, he Yeah. I interviewed him a, while, a year ago or so. He also did Star Wars uh, episode one through six. Okay. And in it, he interviewed George for quite a few things. And in 2018, I think it was, and he asked him about the sequel trilogy. And George said that there was supposed to be one. And he told him the story. And the story was essentially... Darth Maul comes back after episode six and there's a massive power vacuum in the galaxy. So you have all these different planets, which are sort of, some are crime syndicates uh, like the huts um, and, and Maul's crime syndicate, which we learn about in the clone wars cartoon. I don't know if you saw that. And Luke is trying to rebrand the Jedi order. He's trying to put it back together. So he's going along this journey and collecting all of these young students who are force sensitive Leia apparently becomes kind of the chosen one. And Darth Maul has an apprentice called Darth Talon. It's a girl. And 
that's pretty much all he explained, but seemed like it would have been. Really yeah. Cool. I'd like yeah. to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been cool. If the huts are there, it means that Salacious Crumb is going to be there somewhere. Yeah, with his little. <laughs> My yeah. most favorite. Have you seen The Mandalorian at all? I um, it's, I haven't. I mean, it's not. I just don't watch anything, really. I like music. <laughs> I don't watch that many movies. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you're kind of over it now. Um, it's um, not I'm over it. I mean, there are certain directors I'll, I'll definitely watch, but, um, you know, I'm like the establishment now. I'm a member of the Academy, and I have to vote in the Oscars, so I have, I have to watch movies, and now I sort of resent it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. You get to vote on it? I d- yeah, I don't know if it's cool or not. I, you know, I, I I never saw myself going that way. I always, you know, yeah. So what's keeping weird. what's keeping you busy now? What are you up to now? I'm doing uh, well. I just bought this place. Yeah, which is uh, which is massive, and and I'm restoring it. It's a big old warehouse, and I'm restoring it myself. Yeah, and I'm determined to do all of it myself. I'm learning how to do building. Um, so I'm for that reason I'm doing a TV show that's here. I, well, not for that reason. I love this TV show. There's a TV show that shoots in Brighton. I did it last year, called Grace, and I'm doing it next this year. And I bloody love it. Great. Is this is this with a network or is this your TV oh, show? It's a little ITV independent UK TV show. Yeah. Cops and Robbers. Uh, it's ITV. It's the ITV. here you have BBC and ITV. They're pretty much all everybody watches. Yeah, this is ITV. But to work in your own town. Oh, listen, I'm going to go back to movies at some point. But at the moment, this is perf- absolutely perfect for me, and I'm very happy. Oh, well, that's good. I'm happy for you. Oh. Yeah. I don't so really mind what, yeah, what they're called. You know, it's... I like no, I mean, you've, you've yeah. literally worked on, you know, the biggest movie franchise and you had offerings from the other biggest movie. It's like, well, you know, where do you really go from there? Down. Well, no, I wouldn't say down. I would just say other stuff. It's not even, you know, it's not. People think of it that way, but it's not. TV is fantastic. For me, it's fantastic because um, I'm involved and that's what I like to be. Um, I don't want to take away time from you going to the beach. I know <laughs> um, so I wish you the best with all of your endeavors. I thank you so much for your time with chatting with me. And uh, I hope we can chat again one day soon. And if you see Hayden, next time you see him, tell him uh, Nia says hi. I will do. Big fan. So everyone go check out Nick Gillard's YouTube channel linked in the description below. You can see all of his uh, videos that he will post someday in the future. And if you ever do use some of his clips, please make sure that you link it back to him and make sure that you do say it is from Nick Gillard because he created all of this stuff. So with that, we will see you guys later. Thank you.